Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters. Craig Morgan is not joining us today because he's hopefully having a very smooth travel day back to the desert. Hopefully he's traveling. Yeah, hopefully he's traveling <laughs> and on a plane that's on time. On a plane that's on time and not emergency landing and not delayed. So just me and Petey today. But Petey, how are you doing on this Friday? I am in Minnesota and I am worn out. I'm worn out. We're getting, I know we've gotten to details before. I won't talk about it too much, but we're getting ready for my dad's celebration of life this weekend. Good grief. There's a lot going on and I, I get to speak because it's, for my dad. So my mom organizes everything very similar to me, but she organizes everything. And she said, you have five minutes, five minutes. And I said, well, mom, like I got a lot of, she wants me to talk about certain things. So there's a lot of things on the list to cover. And so I said, but good news, mom, there's no one with a stopwatch and I can go as long as I want. Right. And she said, nobody will have a stopwatch absolutely go as long as you want as long as it's less than five minutes <laughs> so, so so there we go no 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 pressure on that so so that's that's where we're at here but it's but the weather's beautiful it's nice to get out of the heat um i wish i was there for the we talked about the the coyotes development camp unfortunately the timing wasn't right for craig and i and, and i know you did a lot of work there so we'll get to that later in the segment so it's good things are good good well <laughs> you have as long as you want, as long up to five yeah, minutes. I know exactly. Yeah, yeah, cram oh, that in. Lord, that's that'll be hilarious. interesting. We've got all kinds of relatives in. The weather's great. It's there's a lot, there's a lot going on. Love that. Well, I'm glad that you get to be there with your family and get to experience that. So thanks for taking some time to be on our show today. And we just, you know, it was a big week in the NHL and for the Coyotes. Obviously the draft was last week. We thought that was a huge week, which it was, but then this week, free agency development camp, there's just been a lot going on. We've been trying to stay on top of it every day. So we're kind of going to put a bow on the week today um, and tie up some loose ends and things that have happened this week for the Arizona Coyotes. And we'll start with the first little bit of news that Craig reported this morning. It must have been like 4 a.m. Arizona time. But uh, per per his agent, goaltender Hari Sattari um, has signed a contract in the Swiss League. So he will 
not be returning to the Coyotes. We talked about this earlier in the week as it being a possibility he may or may not return. Um, you know, he had a short stint with the Coyotes. It wasn't the best time for him, I guess. And we've already talked about the goaltender situation a lot. It seems like it's a pretty fluid one. This one didn't really surprise me one way or another that he signed back in Europe. Yeah, and you know, he's a guy that was hoping to get a chance when he came here last year after the Olympics had his big outbreak. I, I don't think it went extremely well for him. I think he wanted to play better when he was here. He thought it might open some doors back in the National Hockey League. It didn't. Not surprised to see him not come back. And with uh, Gillies getting signed this week, gives them some options with guys up and down. I still wouldn't be surprised if they're not keeping their eye out for another goalie. But right so now, that at least checks the box. You got Kozhenesh, you got Prozvatov, and then you've got uh, Gillies and, and Veggie up here. So wouldn't be surprised if they added another goaltender at some point, but at least this, you know, for now they're set and this didn't surprise me to see him move in a different direction. Yeah, absolutely. Next little bit of news. Um, so Kyle Capo Bianco, the Coyotes did not tender an offer to him. He was an RFA. So he has signed a two year deal with the Winnipeg Jets. This is Capo Bianco was drafted by the Coyotes played in Tucson, played up with the big club. So this is kind of his first time being on another team. So, you know, wishing him the best of luck in Winnipeg. Yeah, he's a guy that just never quite got it going here in Arizona. He never quite reached his expectations. He's a third-round pick, 63rd overall in 2015. Ended up playing 59 games um, with this organization. And every time it looked like he was going to break through and be a regular player, there would be something. It would be an injury or something that would set him back. And he's a player that I watched play in the American League many times. And I tell you what, dynamic, dynamic offensive defenseman down in Tucson. He was an all-star in the American League. His ability to get the puck through the neutral zone in Tucson is phenomenal. Like, there were days he was the best player on the ice for both teams. He just couldn't translate that here in, in the NHL. And I don't know if it was a speed, confidence, or what it was, but he just wasn't the same player here. And then the injuries happened. And then now you get, I hate to say it, but when you get the injuries he had, you get a little bit afraid. When you get afraid, you can't play defense. The other thing in Winnipeg, you look at what they have on the back end in Winnipeg. Now you got Josh Morrissey, Nate Smith, Neil Pionk, Brendan Dillon from the Dallas stars, um, Dylan DeMello. They're pretty solid at defense. So if he can fit into that, if they sign him to a two-year deal, is he probably your six right now? Is he an everyday defenseman in the NHL? I, I hope for him. He is. I hope he finds a way there in Winnipeg to make it work. I will say this. Moving from Arizona to Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah, especially when you've been with one organization your yeah. whole career. And I think he's originally from Mississauga, which, you know, Mississauga gets cold in the winter, but Winnipeg is its own type of thing. So, yeah, we wish we'll him the best. Yeah, absolutely. Him the best. But we're not surprised to see him. Craig reported this as soon as the season ended that they wouldn't be surprised if the Coyotes moved on from Kyle Capabianco. So yeah. it's not a huge surprise. No, not at all. Um, okay, next little tidbit. Um, another Coyote signing this week. They've made a ton of small signings. Um, they've signed forward Jean Sebastian. And Petey and I were debating this before the show. Is it D or Dia? I think let it's us, Dia. I think it's D. So let us know what you think in the comments. Exactly. Um, two year, two way. So another again, more two way contracts. Kind of trying to fill out that American League roster too. We talked about. There's a lot of holes down in Tucson. Um, he has 33 games of NHL experience. He's played with the Penguins, Devils, and Sabers. He's five foot eleven, um, and he's 
most recently played with Laval's Rocket. So, you know, seems to be more of an American League player, but do you have any thoughts or interest? Yeah, I think what I think he's just he's just small skilled centerman that brings some experience and depth to the organization. He's a guy that I, I, I expect to start off in Tucson and he would play the majority of the year down there. But you've got another guy that's his late twenties. He's played games in the National Hockey League. If you need to, you've got somebody you can call up. But I would look for him to be one of those experienced AHL players because you want to have success down there, especially with this development plan of all these young players. You want to have someone that's played some some games in the American League. And you look at his resume down there. He, he's 50, 52 points last year um, with Laval in, in 70 games, 26 goals. So he was a goal scorer in a complete full season in, in, the, in the American League. He's a guy that's going to get you... 20 goals in a full season in the American league. It's a good, solid player. Um, good, good, good guy to follow and help those young guys along. And if you need to, he's played games in the national hockey league. So I think that that, that mix, I think that's good for the organization. I think any experienced guy that's been around the American league for a while to help these young kids out. I think that's a good signing. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that take. And then the final bit of news tidbits um this one was exciting nathaniel brooks has been named the as the coyotes new skill development coach um if you're wondering why that name sounds familiar it's because nathaniel was part of the coaching and development uh internship program that the coyotes put on this year and last year um so he was actually one of the the participants in that so for him to make that jump from that to this is really exciting for him. He was the associate coach for the Ryerson Rams men's hockey team. Ryerson is a university um, in Toronto, and he was a previously an assistant coach for Ryerson as well. And he served as the head of coaching and development for the Forest Hill Hockey Association, which Forest Hill is a um, region of Toronto as well. So really exciting for him. I think, you know, we talk about all the time the, the coaching carousel and recycling coaches, but I really like to see new coaches get opportunities in the NHL. And we look at Andre Tourney, who this is his first NHL job. And, you know, the, the game is changing. The players are changing. So the coaches need to change with it, too. And I really like the program the Coyotes are doing for that reason is it allows, you know, different types of people to get NHL opportunities. So for Nathaniel to have this opportunity and to go make that step from last year to this year, it's really exciting. Yeah, and I think one of the things that I found most interesting is that he did partake in that coaching internship program just a year ago. And hey, I'll be honest, from the outside, sometimes those things are PR moves. Those are, hey, that looks really good on a resume kind of thing. But they're Coyotes put their money where their mouth is. And and for them to make this move, um, I was impressed. And I can't wait to find out from Nathaniel firsthand what exactly his day-to-day role is is he going to be in arizona is he going to work with this group is he going to be based out of tucson and work with that group is he going to be based out of toronto and work more with draft picks and prospects i mean there's so many things in that role that you could you can accomplish as a skill development guy maybe it's a little bit of everything um so i'm really excited to get an opportunity to talk to him yep and we will be talking to him live on monday at 11 a.m so look at that look at you getting good (laughs) guests topical 
Amazing. Craig be back by then? Yes. Well, okay. we'll see because it took us oh, yeah, he might two days delayed. to travel that far on the way. So that'd be great. Like he's coming fresh off development camp. So he'll be able to give us some of the insight on what he thinks of some of the new draft picks. We'll also be able to find out his day to day work, you know, what the plans are for next season and, and what's going on. Because we've talked about Bill's development program and how he's dialed into the scouting and development side of things. I want to see how this fits. Is that development plan growing and growing? Um, I think it's only good for the organization. I think it's yeah. right. And, and more, more coaches means more players get one-on-one -on -one attention and more attention means a better hockey player. So I'm yep. excited. And we talk about the importance of development. So to see the Coyotes making an investment in development, excited to talk to Nathaniel on Monday because there's just yeah, we, we don't really know much. So really excited to um, talk to him. And also Karen mentioned in the comments, you know, to see the Coyotes commitment to diversity inclusion, like you said, PD, putting their money where their mouth is. Um, it was really cool this week at development camp to see diversity on the ice, to see women coaches on the ice, um, to see Nathaniel. So I like the, the best part of diversity for me, people hear the word diversity and they just think like looking at someone, but what diversity does is it brings different opinions and different backgrounds and different ideas. And that makes something better because if you don't have, if, if everything's just one way, nothing's ever going to grow and change and, and you're going to get left behind. So it's just really important to have that diversity. And, and I think what we saw Leah too, during the Tempe city council too, it's not just here on the ice, it's in the community. And I was yeah. surprised to see all of the different community leaders from different areas of the community with different backgrounds um, coming up and speaking to how this organization has helped them. Yeah. So again, it's just another one of those things when you go and hear so, you know, people on, on Twitter and social media, just, just going at the coyotes that really have no idea they're going to play in a small rink. That's it. Okay. You can complain about it all you want, but there's so much more that this organization is doing beyond the hockey rink that is going, Hey, this is helping this community. So let's back off a little bit. This is great. I'm really excited. And I want to talk to Nathaniel too. And I'm and not just about his new role, but I'm, I want to see what he thought of the development of these players over the last week and, and what the future, cause that's all we talk about here is what this future is going to look like in Arizona for the coyotes in the years to come. Absolutely. And we'll get more into development camp and what went on this week in just a little bit. Um, but also excited to talk to Nathaniel. It sounds like he's, lives in Toronto. So, you know, from Toronto, got to ask him his opinions on things and, and chat with him. I know some people who went to Ryerson. So cool connection there. Petey, normally this is the part of the program where I bring in our producer, Sean. Sean is currently in New York City. Sean took a week off, which was so well-deserved. He hasn't really taken much time off since being at PHNX. He works so hard. He hosted that four-hour draft show last week. He so deserves this vacation. He was in Buffalo. He's in New York City. And everybody, today is Sean's birthday. So please tweet at him, at Sean underscore DePaz. Tweet him a happy birthday. Tag him in the Discord. Wish him a happy birthday. Shower him with love. He Sean does so much behind the scenes, not just for our show, but for PHNX as a whole. Pretty much every graphic you see come out, Sean made. Um, so shout out to Sean. We appreciate you. I'm sure he's not watching this because he's probably <laughs> he's, saying, please yeah. no one bother me on my vacation. Yeah. But it would mean a lot to him if everyone could wish him a happy birthday on Twitter. So tweet at him at Sean underscore to pause. And so for the second week in a row, Sean's not here to do the DraftKings pick of the week. So I've asked Petey to do our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. What do you got? 
Well, first of all, we know if, if you've watched the show at all, this is probably the time where you go the opposite of what I say, because I'm not usually very good at this. Unlike I'm Sean. <laughs> exactly. Sean's on fire in here and he's fantastic electric, but me not so much. I'm going to golf because right. you know how much I love to sit around and watch golf. That's definitely my jam. So we're going to the, the British Open or the Open at St. Andrews, it is now called. Uh, uh, major championship going on. right. They're playing literally right now and I'm torn between two players. Okay. So Rory McIlroy, like Rory, climbing today, still on the course right now, is currently in third and climbing. So I'm going to say Rory to win, to win is a is to win is a plus 230 right now. So Roy McElroy to win. And I would bet it now because he's already picked up a few strokes today and he's only three off the lead. So go for Rory. But I'm going to stick in the world of hockey because that's what we do here. We talk about hockey and I'm going with Wayne Gretzky's son-in-law, Dustin Johnson. And Dustin Johnson right now is four off the leader right now, four strokes off the leader with two, two rounds to go, not picking him to win. He's plus 1,000 for the win. I am taking Justin Dustin Johnson to finish top five, which is right now sitting at plus 130. That is my DraftKings pick of the week. Dustin Johnson, top five at the Open at St. Andrews. All right. I like that. I like that you tied it back into hockey as this is a hockey show. So if you want to tail Petey or do the opposite of what he said because you know his record – Exactly. Do I so. do like this. I like this one. I think I, li- I like the top five. Top five. One, you know, because yep. that's there's more no plus money. I like it. And plus and money. it's more of a chance that he finishes in the top five than for Rory to win. But if you want to go for Rory to win, you can do that too. Um, so if you want to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, if you haven't already, use promo code PHNX and make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And thank you, Alex, for the super chat. I think it was to say happy birthday to Sean. So we appreciate your super chat. Um, and Alan in the comments saying Patrick Line is available. Just saying, I don't think the Coyotes are going to target Line. Just that's just a hunch. Yeah, I don't think it's a good fit right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, the Coyotes are more focused on developing their current draft picks for the future, which ties us into what we're going to talk about next. Um, obviously, I mentioned that I was at development camp on Tuesday. I had the chance to talk to quite a few prospects um, and we've been holding on to the interviews. So we're going to show them now. Um, one of the funny things that came out of this week and it actually like kind of blew up on Twitter for some reason was I talked to Maverick Lamaru, who is um, like, he's just the best guy. Like he's just always smiling. His energy is so amazing. But he's from Quebec and he's never had Chipotle before in his whole life. And so I asked him about it and he loved it. And then you'll see it in the interview here in a second, but I tweeted it out and like everybody, like it didn't go viral by any means, but it, it got a lot of, a lot of love. Like a on little Twitter. traction yeah. for his Chipotle <laughs> like, take. And by the way, for those keeping score at home, there is no Chipotle in Bemidji, Minnesota either. So I'm Chipotle. You know, that doesn't shock me. And, and this is, by the way, everyone, this is what you get when Craig Morgan is not covering yeah. things. And I am like, I'm finding yeah, out people's takes. Chipotle orders. And I think of course that's huge. I asked them that too. I think that's important news. 
And the other important bit of news is that Chipotle's Logan Cooley's pregame meal. So, you know, we got two ends of the spectrum here. So we're going to hear from a few of the guys from this week and, and talk a little bit about what they had to say. And let's start with Maverick Lamaru because, you know, he's just such a delight. First thing I noticed uh, was the eat when I got off the plane. It definitely hit me, but... It's actually nice, uh, nice like just seeing everything around here, the the rink and uh, the people. So it's it's definitely pretty nice to be here. So I saw that you took a private jet to get here. Can you tell us a little bit about what that experience was like? It was actually incredible. So it was my first time being on a jet. Uh, everything. For some reason, the video stopped. Did it stop go, for you too? Yeah. Yes, it did. Technician, where's Sean? Happening? Oh where's my Sean? gosh! We I missed know, the Chipotle order. I know. We'll get to it in a second. Um, but you can really just see from that, like, just how, like, just how smiley he is. And he's he's not playing right now because he is dealing with um, a little bit of a nagging injury. So he he's talked about how frustrating it was for him to not be on the ice. Um, yeah, he's, he's, I mean, and you can also see how tall he is. By the way, I'm five foot nine, like I'm pretty tall. He towers over me. Yeah. I was reaching up with the mic. Because you've done a lot of these interviews and you're looking these guys in the eye or close to it. This well, is, see, You'll see other ones guy. that I'm kind of on the same level with. Yeah. And he's, with he's him, good. what you really want to see, and again, from the Coyotes, we talked about a lot of things on this show about this development camp. Yes, you want to see guys on the ice, but if you can't, you want to see this. You want to see a guy that's excited to be here, a guy that is excited to be a part of this organization. It goes back to what we talked about earlier. It's okay to like Arizona. It's okay to like being around the Coyotes. The players that are here are excited to be here, and that's a great sign. So this has been a successful camp for Maverick just in the, the ability to get around and find his way and meet people and, and just be happy with the experience, even without the side on the ice. I am excited to see the six foot seven defenseman on the ice, uh, but but I'm happy just to see that he's happy. The other thing, boy, do I feel old. Good I grief. Know. Does, he, does he look like he's here for a peewee tournament? <laughs> like, they're so young. Like, I, I I guess that's what happens. I get older, they stay the same. So these these development guys just get younger and younger and younger. And he's just he's just a kid. But I know. Um, I'm excited that he's excited. Me too. And we're going to try this again. Sorry for the tech issues, everyone. Like I said, I'm producing and hosting. Sean's not here. So, of course, everything's going wrong. But let's try this again. Let's hear from Maverick Lamarck. First thing I noticed uh, was the eat when I got off the plane. It definitely hit me, but it's actually nice, uh, nice like just seeing everything around here, the the rink, uh, the people. So it's it's definitely pretty nice to be here. So I saw that you took a private jet to get here. Can you tell us a little bit about what that experience was like? It was actually incredible. So it was my first time being on a jet. Uh, everything is quick. You go to the airport, you fly in like five minutes. Uh, the food is amazing too. You got so much space. So. I definitely felt special when I when I was on that, but it was it was really nice. And what was your experience like? Yesterday was the first day of development camp. What's it been like so far? I know you're not on the ice, but just what's it been like? I, I just want to be on the ice. So just watching it, it's, it feels pretty long. Uh, but just meeting new people, meeting the players, all the staff. So it's a great it's a great experience. So I'm happy to be here. And I heard through the grapevine that you tried Chipotle for the first time in your life. What was that like? What was that experience like? Yeah, so uh, there's no Chipotle in Canada. So as soon as I got here, I, I, I told myself I got to try Chipotle, that's for sure. But 
it was it was good. It was pretty good. So I'm gonna I'm gonna eat some more. That's for sure. <laughs> what was your order? Tell us. I had uh, like I had, I had like the extra like tortilla like burrito. So I I took the bigger one. Uh, it was with um, chicken and a salsa and then cheese and sour cream. So it was actually good. <laughs> See, now that's good. That is the in-depth reporting we need from PHNX. I want to know what these guys eat at Chipotle. I'm a chicken guy, so I like to see that the burrito sometimes a little heavy. I go bull because I'm skinny fat guy, but but good to hear. And again, it's great to see how happy he is. He that's just fun. like his energy is amazing. Like you could just tell he was so grateful to be there and he was just soaking in every experience. And by the way, there is Chipotle in Canada, maybe just not in Quebec, but there is yeah, in Toronto be. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but really great talking to him and really excited to get to see him be on the ice because you saw his size. And by the way, six he's six foot seven. So Jacob Franklin, who was our producer in Montreal, six seven. Jacob, you know, riding in row 36 of a United plane on the way, like for four hours with his knees against the thing, uncomfortable. So for Maverick Lamoureux get to get to fly private to Phoenix must have been great for him spread out his legs and stuff like that so yeah that's fantastic um, it's good good for the ownership i mean again it's another win and what karen just said you're right that amen that we're talking good things about the coyotes their ownership picked them on a private jet from montreal to here they didn't get the air canada delays that you had and i bet they didn't lose their luggage just a hunch yep, yep absolutely so it, do, it does go to show the commitment um and then I talked to Logan Cooley, um, who also had some travel issues on the way to Montreal, which we <laughs> got to talk about and and then juxtapose that to his private jet experience on the way to Arizona. And this is what Logan Cooley had to say. Uh, it's my first time being here. Uh, it's been a great experience. Uh, getting used to the heat a little, but yeah, overall, it's been a really fun experience here. And what's development camp been like so far? Obviously, this is just day two, but what's your experience been like so far? Yeah, I mean, it's been really fun just to meet all the Oh my goodness. I don't know what's going on. I got to upload all these videos from scratch, everyone. So sorry. I don't know what's going on. But while I'm doing that, I just want you to see how Logan Cooley and I are more on the same high level. So you can really, really get (laughs) a sense. Sorry, that's not a knock on Logan Cooley's height. He's still tall, but I'm also tall. Well, that was one of the concerns going into the draft. We talked about that, Leo. But here, you went, I will say this Leo went to all this trouble, had these all uploaded before, one at a time was all set. It's not working. It's not working. But here we go. I'm going to try again. Thank you for your patience, everybody. Here is Logan Cooley. Uh, It's my first time being here. Uh, It's been a great experience. Uh, Getting used to the heat a little, but yeah, overall, it's been a really fun experience here. And what's development camp been like so far? Obviously, this is just day two, but what's your experience been like so far? Yeah, I mean, it's been really fun just to meet all the other prospects, other guys that, you know, have been invited to camp. And, you know, it's been pretty tough, too, so it's been good. So it's no secret that your flight got canceled on the way to Montreal and you had quite a journey to get there. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that whole experience is like? Yeah, so like two days before, uh, our flight got canceled twice. And then, you know, we wanted to get to Montreal pretty quick. So we had to, you know, rent a a pretty ugly van and, you know, had a lot of family members coming too. But, you know, we made it out there and it was a good time. So in contrast, you then got to ride a private jet down to Arizona. So what was that experience like? Yeah, it was my first time uh, flying private jet, and, uh, you know, it was a really fun time, uh, especially with, you know, Geeky and, and Maverick, the other two uh, first-round picks. So to share that ride with them was pretty special. And, you know, got a few naps in, too. I was pretty tired also, but, yeah. 
I got to ask, because I just spoke to Maverick. He just tried Chipotle for the first time ever, and you said you eat Chipotle before every single game. So what's your Chipotle order? Yeah, it depends on you know how the game was before, if I had a good or bad game. But usually I just go a burrito with uh, brown rice chicken, uh, cheese, sour cream, a little bit of queso. But yeah, it's been, it's been working so far, so I'll keep it going. <laughs> I love the Chipotle order. Might be my favorite news bit of the day today. And did you see the question? Is he standing on a box, Leah? He's not. We are. He's standing in not skates. He's standing wow. in shoes, and that That's was just height. He does. He d- yeah. He he still was definitely t- taller than me. So I'm five nine, like I said. So he was That's probably closer to five eleven. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a big camp for him just to get the experience leading into the next camp. We've talked about what his path is. He's not going to be an Arizona Coyote this year. He's going to be a Minnesota Golden Gopher. He's going to the NCAA. He's going to play in a Big Ten school with all the resources and coaching and development stuff that come along with that. I think it's great for his path. I'm excited to see where he is a year from now. I think college is a fantastic path for this kid. He's going to be a heck of a hockey player. I think let him go develop there. Uh, we've talked about what they can do at, at, a, at a college atmosphere like that. He's playing with uh, some really good players at the University of Minnesota. They're going to have a good team this year that's yeah. going to compete for a national championship. Um, so so good for him. I, I, I hope this experience is everything he wants it to be. But again, most you, both of them talked about meeting the other guys and being a part of that group and having three first-round picks – it's pretty unique in this league. And so have those guys will have that bond and now they'll, they'll go to this camp together. They'll go to main camp together in a few months and then they'll be back at development camp again next year as a group of three. So it's really kind of exciting to follow these kids and their development. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and the other thing he mentioned too, is he said, you know, it's definitely hard. So this is his first like experience doing something in the NHL um, and to to now know what the expectations are I think that'll be really helpful to him and I don't know if anybody caught on social media this week but he was mic'd up one of the days of development camp and on the ice he was saying to someone uh, like the the thing that they did on the bike riding the bike was one of the hardest things he ever did so you know I think it, it's a eye-opening challenge for a lot of these guys but they're obviously here for a reason they're 18 years old they've been drafted in the NHL they're on their way to becoming professional athletes so this experience you know gets for them they get to know what it takes to become an NHL player yeah and so. I think it was funny when you watch this too when you see with the they talk about this being hard and then when you come back, you're going to come to rookie camp. This is development camp. And then rookie camp happens just before main camp where you get guys that are a, a little more experienced uh, a year or two, you know, in the league. Some guys will have been played some American League games. And then that's harder. And you go, oh, my gosh, this is harder and faster and bigger and stronger. And then the week after that, NHL players show up. And then you go, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. This is a huge step from where I was to what I need to get to. And I think that's that's when your eyes get really open wide going, oh, my, I thought I was good. And I think I'm a big deal. Whoops, I've got a long way to go. And I think that's when they finally realize, oh, no, I better get to work if I ever want to play in this league. So I think that's it's interesting how those steps happen over this one summer for these 18 year old kids over the next two months, how many different stages they're going to go through. And every stage is going to be a little bit harder. And then they'll go back to their little comfort zone. They'll go to college, they'll go to junior and they'll go, "Okay, I fit here right now, but I know I need to do this to get there. Absolutely. Albert said, thinking about heading to the scrimmage tonight, should I go? I think you should definitely go. I know we've talked about all week that this isn't the camp just to, to see like 
whether it's make or break for what they do on the ice. But I can say from one day of being at development camp, you can see the skill of these players. So if you want the chance to get out of this heat, get into a cold hockey arena, need an activity on a Friday night, definitely go to the black and white scrimmage tonight. I believe it's at six o'clock at the ice den in Scottsdale. Just great opportunity to see these guys for the first time. And then I was talking to some people there on Tuesday, um, just some fans watching who were saying, you know, it, it'd be really cool to say that you were there, their first development camp when they're 18. One day they might be lighting it up in the NHL and you could be part of that journey. So I would recommend going to the black and white game if you're free to go tonight. And when you can, like I've seen these scrimmages before in the past, don't expect this to be the best hockey you've ever seen. These yeah. guys, they, a lot of these kids haven't skated all summer. They've, they've been away from their teams for, for a few months now. So this isn't going to be you know, the, the, the high crisp passing great game. But what you are going to see here is you're going to see individual skill. You're going to see individual skill competing against each other. And most importantly, you're going to see all of them doing it in Coyotes jerseys. And you go, hey, these are our guys. This is where this future is heading. And we talked about the rebuild. This is it. Like, you want to go get in and talk about the ground floor of the rebuild. This starts tonight with the black and white scrimmage. So if we were there and able to do that, we would go. But I would go. And, and like Leah said, it's 100 and whatever. And it's not 100 and whatever inside the ice den. It's It's very lovely. It's very lovely in there, I will say. Um, Bill Armstrong will be there. The scouts will be there. Anybody with the staff will all be there, and and they'll be watching. So, yeah, go take it in. Yeah, definitely check it out. Um, I also got to talk to John Farinacci, who is kind of in that boat of someone who's, you know, drafted by the Coyotes in 2019, but now has – been playing in college. Um, He's actually going to be captain of Harvard this year, which is really exciting for him. Um, So I got to talk to him as well and ask him about his time at Harvard and what being captain will mean to him. Fun, you know, just seeing the guys that I haven't seen in a long time. Um, you know, it's been a couple of years for me. I haven't been here since before COVID. So, um, you know, it's pretty special to see some of the new guys and obviously the old faces that I saw a couple of years ago. You've had a crazy couple of years. Can you just tell everybody a little bit about what you've been up to and what's been going yeah, on? Yeah, so uh, I'm still at Harvard right now. Um, you know, once uh, my, since my last development camp, I played in Muskegon in the USHL for a couple of games. Then I played for uh, Team USA at the World Juniors. Um, and then, yeah, after that, I played my junior season at college, and uh, you know, now I'm here, ready to go back for another senior year. So you're recently named captain at Harvard. What does that mean to you? Yeah, obviously, it's a it's a tremendous honor, especially at a school in a place like that. Um, you know, it's something I don't take lightly, and something I'm really looking forward to this year. And then lastly, what are your plans for the next little bit here and what are you looking forward to in the future? Yeah, so I guess sort of in the short term, I've spent uh, the last month or so down here in Phoenix kind of training and, um, you know, getting to know the staff and stuff. So hopefully after development camp, I'll be back for a couple more weeks before I head to school. Wow. Number 89, by the way, the old McKelm Bodker number. It's strange to see that on someone else. <laughs> um, he's got it's interesting. Like he's he's got a skill set there. Um I think he can be a pro hockey player. I don't know if he's a guy I'd pencil in quite yet for the Coyotes, but I think he's a guy that has the toolbox. Um, having that hard Harvard education experience, he's a bright guy. He's got his high hockey IQ. You can see how he carries himself. He's a captain of his team, so he's a leader. I, I think this is another great player to have in the organization. I will think, you know, after he gets through his senior season, he's a guy that you'll look for to be a even at a young age, being one of the leaders down at that Tucson team. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it was funny. He's another guy who said he was really excited to get to see the guys and meet the guys. And it, and and another thing he said, getting to know the training staff. And and he's been in Arizona for the last month, so that's really an important part of it too. Um, so it's really cool to see the the ends of it. He's someone who's been part of this organization for a little bit longer. So kind of to get his perspective compared to Logan and Mavericks, it was really interesting. Um, two more names that I got to speak to. One, everybody knows um, Dylan Gunther, who's also not participating on ice because of course he sustained an injury in the playoffs for the WHL, which is a huge bummer to him. I know he was disappointed to not be on the ice. We actually did get a little bit of an injury update from him and got to ask him about his experience at development camp as well. Development camp, kind of getting half of it last year, but uh, you know, it's great. I mean, there's so many guys here with so much information. We're doing all the seminars and, uh, you know, you can really learn a lot. So it's important to kind of take advantage of that while you're here. And, uh, you know, it's been great so far. I know you didn't get the chance to play, unfortunately, but what was the experience like being at the Memorial Cup this year? Yeah, it was cool. I mean, a bit unfortunate that I couldn't play. Uh, you know, it's tough watching your team out there and, uh, you know, played well, but unfortunately we came up a little bit short. But, uh, you know, it's a good event. It's a good event put on by the city, the host city, and by the league in general. So, uh, yeah, you know, it was pretty cool, but, uh, you know, I wish I could have been out there. And then what are your plans for the rest of the summer? Obviously still rehabbing, but can you give any timeline of your injury or just what your plans are for the summer? Yeah, rehabbing, uh, you know, the injury isn't going to take too much longer. You know, we're almost there. I think probably looking at, uh, you know, we're taking it week by week. So uh, I think that everything's going really well right now. And, uh, you know, as long as we stay on track, should be uh, should be ready to go pretty soon here. So good news from Dylan Gunther that his injury rehab is progressing along. Yeah, I wonder what he's thinking right now. Like, I, I know we talked about slow baking guys, and he's a guy that we expect to go back to juniors for another year. But I wonder what's in his head because you want to make that next step, and maybe he thinks he's getting close to ready. So I, I'm curious to see how he approaches this year's uh, main camp and see how he looks and can he keep up with and can he look like he belongs with players like Keller and Schmaltz? Because that's if you're going to bring him along, he's going to have to play in your top six. Um, I still think he's going to go back to junior. I think he needs another year of that. I think he should lead his team to Memorial Cup um, tournament again. So we'll see what happens with him. But I tell you, with your interview with him, I mean, he's poised, he's intelligent, yeah. he's professional. Um, I'm excited about this player joining this team, whether it's this year, next year. Um, he's a guy that's a high, high-end offensive talent that knows how to score and find the net. So I think he's going to be an exciting player to fit in with these young first-round draft picks um, in the years to come. I, I'm really, really interested in his path because he does – we talk about Cooley having the high-end skill. Gunther is a high-end goal scorer. And when you have that knack and you have that ability to score goals, it follows you along. And I, I think that's what clearly they're looking for from him. But when you think of those two potentially playing together, wow. Well, it's funny because in the weeks leading up to the draft, when we didn't know who the Coyotes were going to pick, we dreamed about Gunther on a line with Logan Cooley and maybe Clayton Keller. And now that can be a reality, maybe not next year, but in a couple years down the line. So it's really exciting, really exciting to think about. Um, and I think he's he's on the right path. So it was great to hear from him. Like you said, he was very professional. Um, and, and I think it's even though he can't be in the on ice stuff just to be part of the group, they do a ton of off ice stuff. I don't know, Pete, if you saw you earlier in the week, you talked about the off ice things they do like cooking. And there was videos coming out of them, the t them all learning to cook. So you were they did right. Do it again this year. They, Good. They did, they did 
to do some cooking. So, you know, he still gets to participate in that. And, and the common thread between all these interviews is them liking being part of the group and getting to know the players and the staff. So, you know, if, if that's the value that this week brings that, you know, that's worth it. Um, even though he can't be on the ice. Um, one last guy I talked to at development camp, somebody who's had NHL games played, um, somebody who's been to development camps before, but never a Coyotes development camp. And that's Jack McBain, who came in at the trade deadline last year, you know, actually had an impact on the NHL lineup, scored his first goal. So it was really interesting. You know, we've kind of seen some different perspectives here of people at this development camp. So this was what Jack McBain had to say. Yeah, it's been great. I mean, obviously I've been to a couple before, but uh, but no, it's good just meeting these guys and uh, getting to know the, the group really well. And you know, it's been a good first two days, so it's been fun. Do you feel like having some NHL games under your belt has prepared you better for this experience this time around? Yeah, I mean, that was a good experience there at the end of the year, um, just to get some games under my belt. But um, kind of just shows you what you gotta got to get better at and what you need to improve on. So uh, it's definitely a good experience, yeah. And then what are your plans for the rest of the summer here before your training camp? Yeah, I've been uh, been in Arizona for last you know last week, and then uh, this week, obviously, I'm going to go back home to Toronto for a little bit and then uh, head back down to Arizona kind of in August, so. He's a guy you have to look up to him. He, he's yeah, a big he's, kid. he's big. <laughs> and when he came out at the end of the season last year, you looked at what we thought of him. I, I was really impressed with him. He was a better player than I was anticipating, meaning taking that step from college to pro and fitting in almost right away. I mean, there were some question marks about his skating. I know with the Minnesota Wild, and that's what allowed him to become an Arizona Coyote. I didn't see that. I saw a guy that I, I thought was really mobile. I thought he got to the net hard. I thought he's a good offensive player. And he's he's got a little advantage over a lot of these guys here. He's a little bit older. He's 22. So he's got a few years. And he said he's been to a few development camps um, with the Minnesota Wild. Um, but he's a mature kid. And sure. I think he's going to be fighting to make this team. Yeah. And it, and it was one of the things that was really interesting that he said was because I asked him, you know, do you feel like you've, you've had NHL experience? Did that help you? But he even said, you know, this helped me see the things that I need to work on and improve on so that I have a better chance of making the roster. So really cool uh, to talk to all of these guys this week. It, it was They're all great guys. It was a really great experience. And I, everyone who's watching who's local, I recommend you go to the black and white scrimmage tonight. It's going to be a blast. You'll get to see these guys all firsthand. Um, I literally could have talked to so many people, um, but, you know, it, 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 they're all really great guys. So the future of the organization is bright. And uh, most of the guys we talked to, too young to enjoy Four Peaks. Jack McBain, maybe he maybe he enjoys Four Peaks since he's over 21. We certainly enjoy it. Actually, I'm wearing my Four Peaks shirt today. Oh, the Wawa shirt. Yep. Wow. I love it so much. Um, and we actually have a special promotion going on, the Taste of the Month sweepstakes. Um, so you can enter and have a chance to win a Four Peaks $50 gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, PHNX annual membership. Um, so be sure to head over to gophnx.com to enter that sweepstakes. And to enjoy Four Peaks, you must be 21 or older and enjoy responsibly. And PD, I know you have a really busy weekend. I have a little bit more time. So we're going to just quickly go through our Friday segment, Weekend Binge. What do you got? Well, I think part of my weekend binge, keep in mind now, I've been to my in-laws and I met my mom. So things are kind of taking a step back in time. So I'm going with two detective shows that I'm actually watching along this trip. One is from the 70s, Columbo with Peter Falk. 
phenomenal. Every episode's like a movie. If you've got time to watch, it's on Peacock, it's on Amazon Prime, it's kind of all over. Fantastic show. And that led me to a newer detective type show with a little bit of comedy and edge kind of reminded me a little light show was early 2000s with Tony Shalhoub and Monk. So I'm watching Monk and Columbo. They're light, they're detective murder mysteries. And that's what this vacation, uh, vacations, (laughs) this trip has been about. So I'm taking a step back in time. So I went with Monk, Monk and Columbo. Okay, I like it. Um, this will come as a shock to no one. I finally finished Love Island, the 2021 season, after 65 episodes, and I have started Love Island 2022. Wow, wow! <laughs> At least you're diversifying your interest. So you went from 21 <laughs> to 22. Way to take a leap there, Leah. Oh my gosh! But I will say, on the plane ride back, um. I had a connection in Washington, Dulles, so that's a long flight from there. It's just over four hours. Perfect amount of time to watch a four-point documentary, four-part documentary series. If you haven't seen it on Netflix, um, it keeps we pray and obey. It's the wow. documentary on the FLDS um, and Warren Jess and all of that craziness. If you like documentaries, um, if you like – I mean, it was insane um, – all four parts perfect for the length of my flight um really crazy sad stuff but if you if you're into documentaries and into learning about you know different things i recommend it it's a little bit darker if you want to go with the lighter side you can do love island or pd's recommendations but uh that's what i binge it was i binged it on a flight so definitely binge worthy as well well i don't know how much tv i'll get to this weekend but i will put uh put love island on my no i don't think i don't think it's for you no offense yeah not not really not really your thing um we also there was a conversation in the members only discord this week about what the hashtag should be we did wrong for right last year which is just ironic how everything turned out Um, at one point i think i said cooling for cooley so we need a hashtag for bedard because it's no question that bedard is the number one ranked player in the 2023 draft the coyotes are obviously hoping to land that first overall pick in the 2023 draft we need a hashtag um so we're gonna open it up to the people and we want us want you to tweet at us on twitter at phnx underscore coyotes with your best hashtag ideas for bedard you know whatever it is so tweet at us at phnx underscore coyotes do your hashtag and then also do hashtag for Bedard so that we can track them all. And then we will choose the best one next week. And that will be the hashtag we'll use for the season for pack therapy. Um, so like I said, tweet at us, use your hashtag, use the hashtag for Bedard. And also in the members only discord, you can give your suggestions as well. And we'll choose the best one next week. Um, really excited to see what people come up with. It's, it's kind of a hard one, right? was a little bit easier, but there's yeah, but anyway, really if somebody close. had an idea in the Discord, it didn't have to be play blank for Bedard. You could do Bedard first. You could do yeah. like as long as it got Bedard in it, we're all about it. So yeah, or, or Connor, I guess. Yeah, whatever. As long as he ends up in a in a Kachina jersey, we don't yeah. care. But let's get a good hashtag. And Caleb already added it to my list. And that's enough said. You don't Best need boy to Island. <laughs> yeah. What is it? The, the funny, funny thing is we were on Netflix last night with my mother who is now 83 years old. And what is F boy Island? What does that mean? I'm like, Oh, good. 
Good Lord. So no, Caleb, I did not add that to my queue. <sighs> oh my gosh. Um, Alex suggested tank hard for Bedard. See, I tweet think at right us, now. Alex. Yep. Yep. So, on the right. Yep. Tweet it. Hashtag it. Yep. I like it. And uh, if you're not in the members only Discord and you're a member, go to gophnext.com and hit the lounge tab to join the members only discord if you want access to that become a member at gophnx.com becoming a member gets you weekly deals on merchandise access to the discord access to all of craig's articles as well as the articles of all the amazing writers at gophnx.com if you're interested in sports besides just hockey um, tons of basketball news this week with deandre ayton and the indian Annapolis Pacers and the offer sheet and Gerald has done some amazing coverage of that. So become a member at gophnext.com. Sign up for an annual membership. Get a shirt from the locker. Um, check out phnextlocker.com if you need some new merchandise as well. And uh, we'll touch base again with Craig on Monday. Nathaniel Brooks, like we said, will be on our show on Monday. We're really excited to talk to him. Everybody is given their TV show suggestions in the chat. Also, Caleb said seasons a goner for Connor. Love it. Oh, not, not bad. We Take should start, it, it. we should start a thread in the discord. I'll start one after the show. Um, so we can have that there too. Everybody. Thank you so much for watching. Please follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore coyotes. Please tweet at PD to do a dance. Don't forget to tweet at Sean for his birthday. PD. Any final notes from this week, from you in general, about anything at all? No, I, I just, I'm, uh, there's a lot going on in the world of hockey today, and I'm glad we were able to, to get it through, even though that I wasn't able to be there. We still got all the information out. I'm glad I'm in weather that's in the 70s and not in the 110s, so I got that going for me. Um, and everybody try to enjoy your weekend this weekend. Yep, absolutely. And and Petey, sending love to your family this weekend as you do your father's celebration of life. It should be a really special weekend and we will be thinking about you this weekend and your family. So hope you get to enjoy that. I know it'll be a lot, but you know, a lot of people who loved your dad will be there. So it'll be really special. Everyone, thank you again so much. Enjoy your weekend. Like and subscribe and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts as well. We'll be back Monday at 11 a.m. with Nathaniel Brooks live on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Follow PHNX Sports across all social platforms. Enjoy your weekend, everyone, and we'll see you next week.